Olá pessoal, tudo bem? Welcome to the Brazil Crypto Report podcast, where we talk to the builders, entrepreneurs, and influencers from across the Brazil crypto ecosystem. I'm your host, Aaron Stanley, and today I'm joined by Sabrina Tashjian, who is the head of payments and fintech at the HBAR Foundation. Brazil Crypto Report is a grantee of the HBAR Foundation, and we certainly appreciate that support. I thought it'd be good to have Sabrina on the podcast to talk about how the HBAR Foundation grant program works, the work that these funds are doing in Latin America and elsewhere, and why this is all relevant to builders and uh, entrepreneurs in Brazil and Latin America. So thank you, Sabrina, for, for joining me here. Hi, and uh, thanks for having me. Very excited. So why don't you give us a bit of an introduction just to yourself and uh, HBAR Foundation? Uh, sure. So uh, personally, I've been in the blockchain space uh, since uh, 2018. Uh, so uh, I was uh, leading uh, blockchain investments at a company called Line uh, for about three years and actually uh, had some exposure to the HBAR token. So I was familiar with Hedera. Uh, and uh, with that, uh, kind of naturally uh, moved over to Hedera uh, about a little over a year ago. Uh, and then Hedera created their foundation uh, last year, uh, and launched in October, and I, I transitioned over to the foundation. Um, and I've been in charge of the FinTech and payments vertical since then. So, and as part of that, you look after the payments and FinTech grant program as well. Tell us a bit about, about like how this program works, what type of companies you are or projects you're looking to support. Maybe give us kind of an overview of, of how this all works. Yeah, so that's, I would say that's the bread and butter of the, uh, the foundation is to run the grant program. Uh, we are actually supporting four key verticals. So FinTech and Payments is one of them. And I will go a bit more in detail in that one. Uh, but the other areas that we are supporting are uh, crypto economy that focuses on, you know, like, you know, DEXs, DeFi, all the crypto native stuff. Uh, we're also uh, very big on uh, ESG. So we have a sustainability impact fund uh, looking at uh, tokenization of ESG assets in particular, uh, trading infrastructure for ESG assets, that kind of stuff. And uh, the last one is uh, the consumer focused uh, fund. And that's uh, including things like metaverse, NFTs, uh, you know, brands, fashion, sports, art. Um, so yeah, this is a, it's a pretty broad bucket. And so including loyalty points. Um, so what we do uh, with this grant program, I think maybe I could give a, a quick overview of, of how that works, right? Any project that is actually uh, apply through our website, it's hbarfoundation.org, you know, submit their idea. Uh, it could be a, a very early stage startup that hasn't started building yet, or it could be a web two, you know, either a startup or enterprise that want to transition into web three. From the submission, we actually look at those initial uh, call and vetting. If we feel like it's a good fit, uh, we'll, we'll continue uh, discussing and scoping. It really depends on uh, the type of, of uh, counterpart that we're speaking with. Some have developers, and in that case, they, and they are familiar with Hedera. In that case, it's pretty smooth and fast. In other cases, they need more support, and we're able to provide that as well. For example, they're new to Hedera, they're new to DLT altogether. We can also help them get set up with uh, one of our system integration partners and help them with scoping. So it's not just financial support that we offer. Um, it's also uh, technical and, and business related. And we also help a little bit with the marketing as well. 
Great, great. So it's it's not just sort of you know giving out a pot of money and then letting them kind of run off and do their thing, but it's really more of a holistic kind of comprehensive service offering that you can provide or some, a variety of different types of support that you can provide in addition to just initial funding, essentially. That, that's right. We follow our grantees, you know, throughout the life cycle of the grants. So we touch point uh, quite regularly. And as they get closer to market, we often, you know, help them with things like you know, getting their token listed on exchanges, uh, sometimes even getting investor in, uh, introductions when they're getting ready to fundraise, and also connect with other ecosystem projects because there are some, you know, building blocks that can be reusable from one project to another. Maybe they need a wallet integration, maybe they need a custodian or something else. Um, so we do facilitate that as well. Just to kind of level set here a little bit, maybe talk a bit about what are the, the advantages of building on Hedera or applying to the Hedera grant program vis-a-vis, you know, some of these other layer ones or some of these other, obviously there's all sorts of other layer ones out there that have foundations that have grant programs and there's DAOs that have grant programs. There's all sorts of these things, these programs out there. I mean, if I'm an entrepreneur with an idea and I'm trying to figure out where should I go to sort of seek initial support, like why would I want to consider the HBAR foundation? Mm, of course, that's a great question, right? Because a lot of layer ones have uh, similar programs. And, and so how are we different? You know, I would say at, uh, at the fundamental level, our technology is quite different. We are, we're a DLT, actually not a blockchain. You know, our data structure is, is actually different. That makes us more resilient. So if, if, you're, um, if you are an entrepreneur and you care about, you know, 100% uptime, Hedera is for you. If you care about high throughput and low fees, Hedera is for you. Uh, we are also probably the most enterprise-friendly uh, DLT out there. If you care about our governance model, Hedera is for you. Right? We're pretty unique in that we're governed by a set of uh, blue chip companies and Fortune 500s. Uh, so we're bringing, I think, a level of professionalism that is maybe unmatched, I think, in the industry. Uh, so our governing council, we have... Big names like like Google, IBM, you know, LG Electronics. Um, we also have a governing council member in in, uh, in Latin America with Magalu. We're spanning uh, multiple industries. Uh, I think those are some some differentiation uh, factors uh, versus other blockchains. And we also have a growing, thriving ecosystem. And then the perception, I think, maybe across the industry, perhaps, kind of to your point earlier about this is a this is a good play for you know perhaps Web two companies that are looking to kind of branch into Web three a little bit. Uh, maybe companies that already have an existing business, they already have clients. Maybe they they can't you know they need that hundred percent uptime, et cetera, et cetera. They need that high throughput. Have you seen uh, a number of of these types of kind of Web two companies seeking assistance from you on this front? Is this perhaps a maybe an angle that makes the HBAR's grant program unique from perhaps other layer one grant programs? Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, those companies, uh, they, they don't always apply through the website. They sometimes reach out to us due to the team directly. Uh, we do have a pretty extensive relationship with the corporates also. And so there's word, there's word of mouth. Uh, there's also, you know, uh, the outreach that we do through um, conferences and events. And, and they tend to come to us, uh, to us through those means rather than the website, I would say. But, but yes, they, um, uh, I have a number of uh, grantees in the pipeline that come from Web3 and that are trying to navigate uh, 
that that uh, transition uh, and uh, there's more education that needs to be done obviously because uh, they may uh, uh, not be familiar with the asset tokenization and the you know, legal implications and such uh, but the good news is you usually have developers uh, and and there are I think originally made the, also the choice to to pick um, languages that are uh, well represented not just for uh, blockchain developers, but like for example, our SDK, you could you could run it um, on JavaScript. So there's no shortage of JavaScript developers. So yeah, we try to be as uh, beginner friendly as possible. And usually, the, the feedback that we get on our our, our docs is that uh, it's relatively easy to to be a self starter. But of course, if there's a need, uh, we could definitely uh, we would would usually set them up with a system integration partner and. Have them, you know, help them with the uh, with the uh, design and the implementation. So basically, if I'm understanding you correctly, this is, you know, the foundation is really there to support uh, not just startups and people with an idea that that needs a bit of some some support to get going, but it's also there to support Web two companies and corporates that are, and they need to realize they need to get in this world of Web three, and they need to kind of the 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 Hedera uh, ecosystem is a nice sort of transition. Uh, maybe a, a smoother transition than perhaps uh, on another protocol potentially. Let's talk a bit more about your about your your grant program, specifically on the payments and fintech front. And I was hoping you could maybe give us just a couple of of case studies or examples of of, of success stories or, or or projects that you've seeded that have have that kind of exemplify you know the mission of of, of what you're trying to do at HBAR Foundation irrespective of geography and kind of want to tie in like how, how these types of projects might apply in, in a place like Latin America. Yeah. I mean, I think if we, if we look at uh, Latin America and, and the Caribbean, we have a few uh, examples uh, already. Uh, so I'm very interested in financial inclusion. Of course, I'm looking at uh, FinTech and payments. Uh, we have several examples, for example, um, a company like uh, Zimbali Networks. Uh, they have a product called Just Pay Me. It's, um, um, they're also uh, incubated by uh, Visa. Uh, they have a digital token infrastructure for uh, cross-border payments uh, to help empower local communities. Uh, so they've done some work with uh, Haiti in particular. Um, this is the kind of uh, use cases that can also expand to the rest of Latin America. Um, you know, uh, cross-border payments are very important. A lot of remittance going from North America to uh, to Latin America. Um, another one also in the financial inclusion space, uh, we're very interested in the CBDC space, the central bank digital currencies. Um, uh, we work with a company called Mtech, so they've also built their stack on Hedera. Uh, and they work with multiple uh, governments throughout the world, and also have done some work with, uh, with Haiti. Uh, recently. Um, so this is going to really uh, power some of the financial rails going forward. Um, so we're very excited about, about that uh, work as well. Um, um, we are also uh, looking at you know, asset tokenization and that's, I think that's very relevant to, uh, to uh, Latin America, which is very resource rich. So it could be tokenization of ESG assets, for example. So we have uh, multiple grantees in that space. Uh, we also look at traceability of assets. 
again, important when it comes to natural resources. We have a, a project called Agrio, uh, which is run out of Brazil and the US. Um, it's a risk intelligence provider for the agriculture um, sector. Um, so very interesting to, to see how a transparency powered by DLT can actually provide a, a good secure data input uh, to uh, enable financial infrastructure on top of that. Uh, so yeah, those are some examples. Uh, I think themes that I'm very interested in for Latin America are yes, financial inclusion, as I mentioned, um, decentralized identity. There are still some countries where a lot of unregistered people uh, do not have access to services because of their lack of, uh, of uh, proper registration. Um, so that's that's quite important. And in terms of asset tokenization, it could be you know commodities because a lot of commodities come out of South America, uh, but it could also be things like real estate. Um, you know, this is these are high growth economies still. Um, so yeah, those are those are some some examples that come to mind. I mean, I think that's helpful for for giving us kind of a, an overview of like what types of projects you're particularly keen to and interested in though not necessarily limited to those things, but those are sort of the things that you're most interested in at the moment. Maybe talk a bit more about kind of what the successful applicant looks like. What's the, what's sort of the profile of somebody when you, you read the application, you're like, oh, we want to work with these people. Yeah, ideally we want, we want the applicants to be, to have some level of understanding of Hedera before they come to us, to, to know why they're coming to Hedera. Um, and to have done a bit of homework with the other other chains, uh, so that they're they're making an educated choice, uh, as opposed to maybe someone who's you know putting in the same application and copying paste, pasting with other networks. Right? We offer, offer support, but uh, at the same time, we don't want projects to just come to us for the funding. Uh, it has to be a good fit. So yes, a certain level of, of understanding is, I would say, uh, uh, best. Um, and uh, we, we're not necessarily uh, limiting to uh, uh, you know, only the, having them built on one network. In some cases, it makes sense to be multi-chain, right? So for example, I don't know, the wallets will not just support one cryptocurrency. But it, when it comes to like really building the infrastructure, of their uh, their DAP, um, then you know, of course, we prefer if we can uh, work exclusively on Hedera. And as far as startups that are kind of on the on the spectrum, essentially from you know just like a, a person or a team with an idea to something that's maybe a little bit maybe they have an MVP built and they need a little bit of help scaling. Is there any necessarily preference as to like where these people are on the the business development spectrum, or is it kind of agnostic on that front? We're, we're not limiting to a specific stage. It could be even idea stage if it's well thought through. We have, a, I would say, like a starter starter level type grant, which is, you know, like the smallest amount that we can, that we can um, uh, offer would be, you know, dedicated to those uh, idea stage or, or very early stage uh, startups. Uh, and uh, it's, it's more of a trial type grant where, uh, We'll see how you do with the seed funding, and then you can come back for a top up. You know, if we see that this is going in the right direction. Uh, at the other end of the spectrum, we can have some more mature startups that even have already started developing something on Hedera. Those are, uh, I would say, uh, 
pretty uh, easy for us to you know support and commit to supporting because they've already made a commitment on their side and we already know that they, they know what they're doing on Hedera. And then in terms of the the size of the grants, obviously, you know, the size will differ based on what stage the business development process uh, a particular entity is in, but what's kind of the general size of grants you're issuing or that people are requesting? Yeah, so uh, stage and scope are actually the two the two uh, variables that that matter. So as I mentioned, like our, our starter grants, they're they are around the twenty thousand uh, dollars to get started. There's typically two things that we support uh, with the grants. We support building, so it will be uh, you know paying for your system integrator or or developer uh, to to build on Hedera. That's one thing. Uh, so that would be in agreement with the, the scope itself, right? We try to figure out what the development costs will be and, and size the grant accordingly. But for more uh, commercial uh, products, you know, products that have already been launched, uh, we can also support uh, the user acquisition, and that would be through HBAR. So those grants can go uh, into, into the seven figures. You know, depending on the existing traction, uh, the user base, and uh, of course, you know, all our grants are milestone based, right? So it really depends on the performance as well. Um, we have, uh, we'll, we'll provide uh, like disbursements based on um, goals being met. But yeah, we, 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 it could go quite high. And then the grants are issued in cash or in HBAR tokens or a mix, or how does that process? Yes, could be. Uh, well, of course, we prefer HBAR. This is what we have most of in our treasury. Uh, but we can, uh, we understand that sometimes it can be difficult for certain organizations to accept cryptocurrency. Uh, so we can also accommodate US, uh, USD or USDC for the building phase. Sometimes we, we, we give out a mix. Sure, sure. Incentives usually we provide incentives in HBAR. Obviously, you're on the payment and fintech side, or that's that's your primary focus. But is there anything you want to mention about some of the other verticals or the other funds that uh, that are being operated? You know, NFTs and sustainability and some of these other areas that maybe you're not directly focused on, but you obviously have some sort of you know understanding of how those work. Yeah, I mean, I have, a, I have a, some overlap with some of the funds as well because a lot of these uh, applications sometimes have a, a payment or a stable coin involved. So I, I get to see um, uh, projects that are not just fintech focused. Uh, I think we're doing some really interesting work in the, in the sustainability space where we're looking at uh, tokenization of ESG assets. And I think that's quite relevant to uh, Latin America. Uh, we're working with a lot of projects that are uh, creating a carbon credit marketplaces or renewable energy credit marketplaces. and. Uh, we have a very interesting open source framework for that. So building open source framework for the trading infrastructure, because it's quite difficult to trade um, ESG assets that are sometimes, you know, apples and oranges. Um, so you have to find a, a good mathematical way to create uh, pools of assets that are similar enough to each other that they can be uh, uh, traded and, and uh, to create some price discovery mechanisms for those which are not straightforward. Uh, so this is uh, yeah, something, something that, that's quite advanced compared to, uh, I would say, uh, other, other networks and other markets. Um, 
we're seeing a lot of also interest in the in the NFT space. Uh, my colleagues are doing a really great great job there uh, in terms of uh, bringing in uh, brands and council members. For example, Ubisoft uh, joined our council recently. Uh, and, and the third one, um, uh, sorry, the, the fourth bucket, uh, crypto economy, we're, we're more new in the, in the DeFi space. So we have a lot of, uh, a lot of catching up to do, uh, but we're seeing some, uh, some good projects being built uh, on Hedera. So we're bringing on uh, several DEXs uh, online this year uh, and uh, yeah, several DeFi uh, projects um, are now looking to build or uh, building on Hedera. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that as well. So I think kind of the, the takeaway from this conversation is that irrespective of what type of what type of role you may play, or if you're a developer, or if you're a builder, or if you're a, whatever type of area you're interested in, you know, there's obviously an opportunity to, to receive funding from HBAR Foundation to build on Hedera. And, um, and there's obviously a lot of support and resources available to help uh, in that journey as well. And obviously Latin America is, is a, you know, kind of a key focus or an area that, that you would be like to sort of expand your, your reach building on some of the success stories that you were mentioning earlier. That's right. Ideally, I think for the grant program specifically, you should probably have a team put together uh, first and a concept from that. But we're also looking to provide uh, more resources for the community as a whole uh, to engage with developers and provide training and things like that. And, and also uh, uh, Squirrels Labs, which is you know, the other spin out of Hedera, which is more um, a tech technology focused. Uh, I know that they are uh, planning some some activities and and some resources for the Latin America market. So uh, I'm not going to steal out of their thunder, but uh, I know that's coming. And uh, we definitely want to be growing uh, our developer community, uh, you know, from from the idea stage uh, all the way to uh, you know finished uh, product and commercial product. Well, thank you so much, Sabrina, for joining, telling us a bit about what the work HBAR Foundation is doing. Really exciting. And, and you know, I, I appreciate HBAR Foundation supporting me. So wanted to say thanks for coming on the, on the podcast and I'll give you the last word. Well, my pleasure. No, I mean, just feel free to get in touch. You know, uh, uh, we are a very distributed team. Feel free to also uh, submit on the website or, or find us online, find us at conferences. We're doing quite a, quite a few conferences uh, this year. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Obrigado, everyone, and thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the Brazil Crypto Report newsletter on Substack if you haven't already. And please do give the show a five-star rating on your podcast app if you enjoyed this content. We'll be back soon with another great guest.